Welcome back to the Australian Bachelorette Podcast. This is James. I'm joined by Nikos. Charmed, I'm sure. The Australian body language expert, Barnun. You know, Maddie J, I feel sorry for you, mate, because there was a point in this episode where you said, I can't fault her. Yeah. Now, that suggests to me that you are not quite of a right mind about this situation. You are wanting a relationship more than you want Georgia Love. Agreed. His brain's been a bit addled. Part of me hopes he doesn't win because he's too good for her. You're too good for him. Too good for him. I think when she walked away from that kiss, I could hear her little legs scuttling like a cockroach. She couldn't get away fast enough. And why couldn't she get away fast enough? Because she was off to Melbourne to see the mechanical carpenter, mechanical plumber. To see the mechanical human being. (laughs) The Dutch extraction. The wind-up. Thunderbird. Lee. And what do they do? They go to a rooftop bar and drink espresso martinis because Lee has nothing else in the kit bag than scenes from a Melbourne tourism ad. Basically, they were reenacting every single third act climax scene from, what's that fucking show with Deborah Mailman and uh, Sam Johnson? Oh, Secret Life. Secret Life of oh, Us. Oh, yeah. What's the, what's the main actress in that show? Claudia Carvin. Cla- Claudia Carvin. I feel like Georgia Love is... Trying to be. Claudia trying Carvin. to be. I feel like she has a poster of Claudia She's Carvin. She's not old enough. Room. She needs to be in her early 30s to do that To do Claudia that Carvin has been in her early 30s for about 40 years. I know, I know. She's an evergreen, mate. <laughs> anyway, we get to Lee's place and fuck, his parents are old. That's <laughs> so old. He's like, here's, here's my parents in the retirement village. Brilliant. They are so old. And the grandmother is even older. But the grandma is the only one with any perso. She was sprightly. Yeah. She was killer. She was had a lot more perso. If, than if I was 50 years older, yeah. she'd still be older than me. But <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably, you know. I'd probably court. I'd probably get in. I'd probably fucking have a crack. <laughs> All right. So we had three dates: Jake, Lee, and Maddie J. Jesus. And then we finished up with a rose ceremony. So should we go through each date uh, bit by bit and see what interesting insights we can extrapolate from this disaster? Perfect. Poor old Jake. Really, he he, he just feels like a teenager in this in this whole date. A- as he's kissing her, she says in her in her best current affairs slash getaway reporter voice, mm. how are you feeling about being here? Mm. I mean, it is so... She is in training to be Mike Whitney's co-host on the next series of Sydney Confidential. Coming up next, the Chinese gardens. What a great outing for the kiddies. <laughs> Sydney fish markets, open from 5am every day, is a great place to go to check out the beautiful live seafood and happy faces. Get over there on the monorail. She says to the camera, I'm so happy in his arms. I can't think of anywhere else in the world I'd rather be. She blinks on the word be. She looks away when she says it and then she smiles. She is a dirty liar. She is a liar. Straight up. No allegedly involved in this. No. Liar. I feel like, unfortunately for Matty J, he's got resting dick face. What's that? You know resting bitch face? Yeah. He's got resting dick face. Which is? Well, when he's not smiling, he looks like he's unhappy. Oh. So, it makes professions of love mm. a little bit more surprising, perhaps, for women than they should be. Because suddenly, here's this guy who looks as if he's not really happy or having a good time all the time, who's like, actually, I love you. Well, why do we feel differently about this than we did about Sam Frost's last spa date with Michael Turnbull? Oh, Turnbull was just barely there. He's barely there as a human. He's barely functioning, James. Uh, Jake gets the flick. 
George uh, can't take him away from his sick mother. He's pretty cut, mm. and she says, I just wasn't 100% certain, and if I'm not 100% certain, I can't carry you on because there's too much at stake. And I found that that was actually quite reasonable. I, look, I don't see Matty J as a contestant anymore. No. He's simply something outside of the show. That's how he's behaving, too. Mm. He's so far above and beyond everyone else. It's something like out of Gulliver's Travels. Mm. It's like a giant's landed in midget land. It's almost like he should have his own special credit at the end of the show. Yeah, he should. Special thanks to Matty J for yeah. making this all possible. Yeah, he should get some kind of um, Matty J up late, mm. at least after the, after the Bachelorette's over, mm. where we just have... Maybe Mike Goldman presiding over um, a Big Brother style twenty four seven coverage of what Matty J is up to. Who's Mike Goldman? Mike Goldman was the guy that used to host Big Brother Up Late. I ran into Mike Goldman the other day at a voiceover. Actually, did you? Yeah, he started following me on Instagram. Did he? After, yeah. after meeting him? No, before. Like the, the week the before, <laughs> this is out of nowhere. Yeah. Mike Goldman has started following you uh-huh. on Instagram. I was like, "Here we fucking go!" Yeah, here we go. And then, yeah. completely unexpectedly, he shows up at a voiceover sesh. And did did you talk about? No, that I didn't mention. I thought that wouldn't be kosher if no. I'd be like, "Yeah." And I, we introduced ourselves. We've yeah. never met before. Yeah. And uh, you hadn't met before. Never. And he fo- he was following. Yeah. Maybe he listens to this podcast, Goldie. If you're listening. Yeah. Get in touch. Please do. Do a guesty on our last couple of episodes. He probably would. Would he? Yeah, he probably would. Get in here. Get your lid off and show us your Get your lid off. I'll just quote Jake's lyrics to you here. Please do. We've grown beyond what anyone knows, hoping it would take us to the end of the road. Now, that says to me that there's bits of their relationship growth that we just haven't been party to. I think there's probably bits of their relationship growth that she hasn't been party to. (laughs) Look, Matty J obviously gets through. Um, I'm just a bit concerned. He tells her he's really looking forward to hometowns because he and he feels like a kid waiting for Christmas to arrive. Mm. And she says, "That's cute. Mm -hmm. That concerned me, James. Mm -hmm. It had the ring of a Hades death bell. Oh my god, that's cute. I feel like it put a bullet in Matty J. Quite possibly. If I was if I was betting on this now, I might be taking some money." Off Matty J. I've taken all my money off Matty J. All of it? Yep. Fuck. I, I think if Matty J doesn't win this, we're going to have to sort of send out some kind of Viking Viking boat on fire out to sea to kind of somehow deal with this. You do that. I'll be in Pitt Street Mall throwing rocks through shop windows and <laughs> carrying LCDs out. <laughs> I'm excited to say I have a an executive producer from The Bachelorette. From Channel 10. Do you? As a special guest next episode. OMG banger. I'm in the driver's seat now and we're joined by Channel 10 reality television producer, Julian Remington. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you for having me, Nikos. If she chooses Lee, what message do you think that sends the Australian public in terms of values? Because I'm going to be real with you here. Picture yourself in Marrickville Metro. Yep. You're standing there in your tidy whities mm-hmm. You're wearing shorts over those. Oh, okay. But they're hugging tight and snug. Yeah. You've got on a little, maybe a little... Is it relevant number. what I'm wearing? You're there in Marrickville Metro and across the end of the court is a young family. There's a mother, there's a father, there's two younger children. The father's wearing a high-vis vest, right? He's just come from work. The mother's harried. Harried. Worked to the bone. Worked mm. her fingers to the bone. Mm-mm. Putting food on the table for this family. Yeah. Crow's feet. 
She's only 30. Mm-hmm. Crow's feet. Mm. Sweet and sour chick. Okay. She is, or that's what they're going to eat? That's what they're eating. Sweet and sour okay. chick. Right. Satay chick. Yep. Lemon chick, sweet and sour pork, satay chick. This is the Channel 10 demographic. Okay. This is what I tell my staff at the beginning of every episode. When you're editing this, just imagine the biggest morons you can think of. Yep. And that's who you're making it for. At Channel 10 on our walls, we have giant posters that say, remember... The Australian public are idiots. Obviously, I'm a TV professional. Right. You're not. Right. My five years in marketing plus mm. my media arts degree at UTS mm. have informed me that the status quo works. Your show gives us the pretense of feeling and emotion and truth. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be Einstein to see that it's got none of those things. You don't have to be someone who got 99.9 in the HSC, as I did. You don't have to have come second in the state in Latin, Do you know sixth in the state in German for native speaker. You don't have to have come 10th in general studies. I'm 26 years old. I'm the fastest promoted person ever at Channel 10. And you know why? Why? Because I'm arrogant and I don't give a fuck what you think. I can tell that you're a deep-thinking person, Julian. I can tell you have feelings and emotions... Far deeper than anything I've seen depicted on your show. I read at least into page 200 of every issue of Monocle. If I was to channel any of my deep thinking, and I do a lot of deep, deep penetrating thinking. Yeah. 99.9% of Australia. That's what I got in the HSC. 99.9% of Australia would not understand it because they're fucking idiots. You are extremely contemptuous of the Australian public. You've described them to me multiple times now as idiots, fucking idiots, stupid idiots. What's your end game? 43 New Beach Road, Darling Point. It's a four bedroom. It's overlooking the water. It's got two bathrooms. It's got a glass staircase leading up to the top balcony. And it has easy access to the water where I'm going to have my boat. In this episode, the final episode of The Bachelorette, we have a tour of the seven circles of hell. Dante would be proud of this episode. What's the first circle of hell in this episode? Well, let me be your Virgil. Please. You can be Dante, I'll be Virgil, and I will take you on a tour of hell. Love it. Georgia, love it. First issue, which, you know, straight up, what, what, you know, Singapore, Singapore, James, Singapore sucks. Singapore is the shittest city. Well, that's why it's in the final, because this is a tour of hell, and what better place to set a tour of hell than Singapore? She is about a foot taller than the rest of her family. I don't know if you know this. Mm-hmm. The family photos that we've been shown on the Daily Mail and Associated Press shows a family of four yep. with a holier-than-thou superior fucking dickhead as the pater familias. Mm-hmm. He's a medical specialist who's probably told a million poor blokes with erectile dysfunction, you know, take this and do that and I'll, and I'll get in there with a knife and have a look because that's how I make money. Mm-hmm. I just was looking at him thinking, I wonder if he's got a prosthetic penis. Like, would you well, operate on yourself at this listen, point? Listen, you've got all the tools at your disposal, quite literally. Surely. You, you could uh, you could graft on any number of attachments down there in your spare time. Wouldn't it be weird if you discovered that your dad had given himself some sort of Franken penis? Yeah, weird, but cool. Kind of cool. Almost like a superhero dick. But you'd want to know if he'd done it before or after you were conceived. Would you? Which would be better, before? So you'd have, like, super penis... Genes? No, wouldn't, you wouldn't have super penis genes 
if if it was just a graph, that doesn't affect your DNA. No, but there's some there's there's an association with it with a Franken dick. I would were- I think I would just be less disturbed if he'd got it before I was if if I'd found out that he'd got it recently, I'd be upset. Why? Because you don't need. What's he going to do with it? Well, he's he's pleasuring your mother. <laughs> God, with his Franken, <laughs> Franken wiener. <laughs> Basically, ladies and gentlemen. This series was about Matty J, and I'll tell you why. Let's go back to the Hollywood screenwriter mm-hmm. paradigm. Mm-hmm. The hero in a Hollywood screenplay is called a protagonist, and the protagonist is the person who changes over the story. So one of the famous examples of, of how the protagonist can sometimes be uh, misleading is Lethal Weapon. You've got Mel Gibson and you've got Danny Glover, and most people assume, well, Mel Gibson's the main character, but actually it's Danny Glover because Mel Gibson is a psychopath the whole mm, time, mm-hmm. and Danny Glover goes from hating him and hating his life to loving him and appreciating his wife and his family. Yep. This series was about one young man learning what it is to be a man. Yep. Georgia Love was the unchanging, unflinching... She was the foil. ...antagonist. Just the foil. Simple as that. For the journey of Matty J. Yeah. So, for this series to really have popped, we should have ended with Matty J in the limo after Georgia has... has Kiss Lee and whatever. Wow. End it with Matty J in oh, the limo. God, that'd be good. Going back home to his family and his sister. Yeah. The real values that he compromised or was very dangerously close to compromising yeah, for yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have been the resolution to the story. That really would have been amazing. You, you were only ever, and, and now this is another little gem of advice from Uncle Jimmy, you are only ever ready for a relationship when you really do not need one. That mm-hmm. is the only point because the moment you need a relationship, you compromise mm-hmm. the connection between the person who you are about to have one with mm-hmm. because it places more importance on an abstract thing that has nothing to do with them as a human being. Yeah. It's a well, set of rules. So, basically, we're coming to the solution that you proposed to yeah. me earlier yeah. that the the saviour of this entire franchise, both Bachelor and Bachelorette, is making you the next Bachelor. Yeah. So, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on SoundCloud. We're the Australian Bachelorette Podcast. There aren't any other Australian Bachelorette Podcasts on (laughs) SoundCloud or in the universe, for that matter. (laughs) So, we've established that Maddie Jesus... Died for our sins. And Georgia Love was Satan. Satan. Yeah, Satan.